Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Hi, friends. Welcome back. So it's currently wintertime here in Kansas City. So for many of us, that means lots of indoor play for our kids. Play brings up many interesting questions, such as how engaged should we be with our kids during play? What kind of play is valuable? How important is and how do we encourage independent play? And I could just go on and on. So here to help us with these questions today is Julie Gettings. Julie is a licensed clinical social worker who is co-owner of a private practice called KCPCIT. They treat children and families with a focus on evidence-based treatments, including parent-child interaction therapy, which is PCIT, cognitive behavioral therapy with exposure and response prevention, SPACE, which is Supportive Parenting for Anxious Childhood Emotions, Trauma-Focused CBT, and Other Treatment Modalities. Julie has worked with children and families for 25 years, 23 of those being at Children's Mercy Hospital. Julie is a wealth of knowledge, and we are thrilled to have her here today. Let's get started. Hi, Julie. Welcome. Hi. Hello. 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 Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Julie, in your practice, you, uh, you and your partner, correct? Yes. I have a business partner and then we actually have, um, five, actually six other practitioners that work with our practice and we're all PCI trained, trained except for one who works primarily with teens. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So you all do a type of therapy called PCIT. Am I, is that, you guys just say PCIT? Yep. PCIT. So Mm -hmm. can you tell our listeners what it is and kind of what sets it apart or makes it different than just your typical, maybe your run of the mill therapy? Yeah. Yeah. I am happy to. Um, Yeah. So PCIT stands for parent child interaction therapy. Um, We just call it PCIT for short, Um, and it's an evidence-based, we consider it a short-term treatment designed to help young children with disruptive and hard-to-manage behavior. Mm -hmm. So we really focus on strengthening the parent-child relationship and building confidence in the parent's ability to manage uh, difficult behaviors, set limits, you know, discipline in a really calm way. And then we focus, you know, really heavily on relationships. So just helping parents get back to that positive connection. They work so hard to build when they have moments where they have to discipline or they have to manage those difficult behaviors. Um, And PCIT is pretty, pretty special. So it's regarded by really national expert panels as a gold standard treatment because for most people, because it really includes things that we know are really important in helping parents manage um, 
disruptive kids. And so that's things like teaching parents emotional communication skills and teaching positive interaction skills, teaching, you know, use of a safe timeout practice when needed, teaching and reinforcing parental consistency. And so it's really regarded very highly um, from lots of experts. Um, and so what also I think really makes it unique is it's an evidence-based treatment. So lots and lots of research has gone into PCIT and there's um, a lot of adaptations for not just disruptive behaviors, but for things like selective mutism, anxiety, childhood trauma, and there's even an adaptation for older kids. Um, and then we see a lot of families where maybe ADHD is a concern or maybe the child's too young for that ADHD diagnosis, but it's looking like their behaviors are kind of showing us that they might be on track for that eventually. Sure. Um, and PCIT is considered one of the top parent management training programs. So that's really important for families trying to learn how to better manage their child's behavior stemming from ADHD. And Julie, can you, we were able to get the chance to do PCIT with your um, practice yeah. a long time ago, but mm -hmm. um, can you talk about, I think the thing that struck me about it was how unique like the interaction is as far as what actually happens in a session. Yeah. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Like what does it look like? When yeah, you yeah for sure. Child? Yeah. So PCAT, yeah, it is really unique. I think it's probably one of the very few or only um, treatment modalities where we use live coaching. Um, and so parents get in the moment feedback using like a bug in the ear, like an earpiece. And then the therapist is behind the two-way mirror or window giving that parent live coaching, learning the skills or getting really good at the skills. Um, and so it's really special that way. PCIT really works in two phases. So the first phase is all about relationship building and really helping. I always think of it as we're helping parents become really, really, really excellent reinforcers of positive behavior so that you've got the skills to grow those things you want to grow in your child over time, things like listening, handling emotions, and things like that. And then there's also a second phase where we work on discipline and how to help kids become better listeners and help actually the best thing is you're helping parents learn the skills to get better compliance for from their kids so how to give good commands how to follow through really consistently for some kids time out is can be a really helpful strategy and we help parents do that in the moment so we we do lots of like time out sessions here in our office and um, helping parents really understand how that all works kind of in the moment. And I think it's so cool because when we went through it, you know, we have a kid that just needs parented differently than mm -hmm. the others. Mm -hmm. um, and just knowing, you know, you can read the parenting books and then you say what they told you to say. And when that doesn't work, then what? Then you're like... <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so it was neat to have that live coaching and know that, um, I mean, to that just live yeah. working through it. And then I remember even, you know, putting situations where we knew it would not upset the child, uh -huh. but like some yeah. trigger, some some triggers so that you could work through those like conflicts right yep. there in a yeah. safe way. Yeah. We tried to really think about, yeah, not not like 
on purpose, but I guess sort of on purpose, helping uh, challenge kids, especially when there's like certain things that are challenging them. So if transitions are really hard for a kid, then when we get into PD, the second phase, we call it PDI or parent-directed interaction, we might on purpose set up situations where the child has to transition from maybe a favorite toy to coming up to the table to practice writing letters with a parent or things they don't really like to do. And so you're really helping parents learn how to manage those hard transitions. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Seriously, that I just think that's that's like what everybody wants and needs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what you guys do. So I just think that's fantastic. So Thank you, Julie, for sharing about that. Yeah. Today we're we're talking a lot. So, okay. So, another question: Is it mm-hmm. related? Is it play therapy? Well, I, I mean, um, it's, not, it's not play therapy. There's a play component. Playing component. Yeah. Okay, I right. think I'm it's... trying to find like a, a very natural lead into my next question <laughs> about play. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, a part of the our homework assignment when we um, were in your office was five minutes. And I'll let you kind of expand, but mm-hmm. kind of just the amount. Can you talk about oh, like the amount of time of yeah, play that kids that. need? You know, it wasn't yeah. you need to be spending all evening with your child no. and doing these enriching activities. Mm-hmm. But there was evidence of how much play is like yeah. the minimum amount. Can yep. you talk a little bit about totally that? Tell us about, about the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, the bare minimum. Yeah. That's what I need to hear today. Yes. Well, and it's kind of thinking, you know, you hear, is it quality or is it quantity of play? And so um, really, I guess in the sense in PCIT, it's really the quality. And we help parents really get good at how to have really great quality one-on-one time. So the homework of PCIT, or I don't like to call it homework, but the home practice, I guess, is that parents have to commit to having five minutes of what we call special playtime with their child. And so I think of it as like, like if you were learning to play the piano, you could watch someone on the internet or on a YouTube video playing the piano. You could read a book about playing the piano, but you don't actually get good at playing the piano until you practice every day. And so I think of PCIT or the special playtime in PCIT as kind of your practice time to practice those skills. And so it's just five minutes. That was really um, a research-based decision, but I I don't know that there's a whole lot magical about five minutes. It's just that they found that five minutes was enough to balance parents um, being able to commit to that amount of time. It's not very long to do five minutes with your child. And that way it's not so overwhelming for the parent to try to fit that into their already really busy schedule. But five minutes was also found to be enough for the child to get the benefit of that really strong one-on-one connection with their parent. So five minutes was kind of the magic number that we, that researchers landed on, um, that we have parents practice each day. And tell us about the kind of play in those five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the main things that we help parents understand is the value of letting your child lead the play. So if you think about the nature of being a kid, like you're pretty much at the whim of your parents or the adults in your life all the time. You know, if you go to school, you're following the rules of teachers and there's lots of structure there. And um, so for kids, it's really fun to have a break from all of that and just be in the lead of the play. Um, And so if you think about, you know, how much kids enjoy when they get to be in charge, 
they get to be in charge of the play. Of course, you know, within reason and we manage maybe misbehavior that happens. But in general, we're helping parents learn how to follow their child's lead in play. And so there's some there's some sort of do's and don'ts in in the play that we ask parents to do in order to learn how to be really good followers of their child's lead as they're playing with them. Yeah. It, so it is would you feel like it's kind of an extension of like your child not having to feel like to get another thing they're being asked to do or not yeah. yet another yeah. thing. And yep. it, as a parent, you may, we may not feel like we're doing that, but kind of you are, or you're yeah. asking questions or what's a car doing or what's a, what's that yeah. called? Blah, 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 or yeah. can, I'm going to be this. Can you drive? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. we're, we're <laughs> yeah, giving exactly. direction in another right. form, yeah. even though it's in play. That's not. Right. I know. I always joke with families. I'm like, us parents, you know, me too. My kids are in their 20s now, but I can think back to when they were little. And as parents, we're pretty bossy people, right? We're trying to keep the train on the tracks. We're trying to keep everybody moving forward. We've got our agenda. We've got lots of things we have to do and, you know, tasks we have to complete. And so um, we tend to be pretty bossy because we have to be to keep life moving. But during play, taking a break from that can be really, really valuable. And it's actually harder than it sounds. So we teach parents to like take a break from giving any kind of commands or asking any questions or using any critical or negative talk. Um, And we help you get really good at taking a break out from those things and instead using another set of skills that really help kids have a lot of fun and feel really, you know, just really builds their self-esteem in the play. And I think it was, it's really hard to, the questions is where I struggle because I think I'm being helpful. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, why is that truck going to the post office right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a letter to mail? But right. then I'm still, <laughs> yeah. I'm still directing yeah. the story instead of suggesting what the mail yes. truck could do. Yeah. Right. But instead of just saying, oh, I see the mail truck is at the water park. So yeah. Yes. Okay, so Julie, huh. do you recommend like sports casting, like narrating? Like, yes. Oh, I see you driving the car over the bridge. Yeah. Yep. So okay, there's so you're a whole, narrating it. You're yeah. There's a whole it. set of skills. Do you want me to just buzz through them Please. really quickly? Yes. yes. Okay. So the first one is so we use in PCIT we use the pride skills and that just is to help parents remember them and so um, the P in pride is for praise but we really help parents get really we take praise to the next level. So it's not just, we call it labeled praise or really specific praise. So, um, you know, if your child shares with you as you're playing, instead of just saying, oh, thank you, that's so nice, we would want to really praise that specifically. Oh my gosh, I love how you shared that with me. It's so much fun to play with you when you share. And that way you're really targeting the behaviors that you want to see grow. And so we use praise in a really powerful way. We use reflective language. And so instead of asking lots of questions, we help parents get really good at just reflecting what their child says. Um, So if they say, you know, I'm going to take the truck to the, to the, um, I can't think of an example. I'm going to take the truck. I was trying to think of the example Sarah used with the mail. I'm going to take the uh truck to the post office. Right, right. Um, And so instead of asking a question, we might say like, oh, well, what's it going to do there? Or we might say, you're going to take the truck to the post office. 
And both mm-hmm. of those things kind of take the child out of what they're thinking about. So instead, we just reflect, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to take the truck to the post office. And then the child might tell you the next thing. Yeah, we need to mail a letter to Santa. Oh, you're going to mail it to Santa at the North Pole. And so then you can just reflect what they say. And that helps kids really feel like you're really listening and like you're really validating what they say. When um, you're trying to, when your child is wanting you to engage with them in mm-hmm. the play mm-hmm. and you're doing it and they're telling you that you are not doing it right, then what? Yeah. Um, I think it depends somewhat on what, what point in the therapy process we're at. Sure. Okay. Um, so in the very beginning, I might have a parent reflect that, oh, you don't, you want me to play it a different way. Thanks for telling me how you want me to play. Sure. And so okay. that way you're sort of reflecting and praising. But then if, as we get a little bit farther, if we're working with a child who maybe is a little more bossy in play and you know, that doesn't necessarily serve them well with peers or siblings, then we might use a different strategy for that. Like, okay. Okay. Selective attention and ignoring it or, um, you know, kind of just depends on where we're at. Sure. That makes sense. We might handle it a little bit differently if we were farther along in the play or in the therapy process. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's helpful. Julie, how does this translate to older kids? Because I know PCAT is mostly targeted to yeah. the young, younger set. But as you get older, is yeah. the, does the five minutes rule Ooh, yeah. and the Good same question. pride skills? Yeah. Yep, it Translate. is. The, yeah, it does. In fact, it's it's funny. There's um, They've come out with a, they call it a research development manual, which just means it doesn't have like the randomized um controlled trials or whatever to make it officially evidence-based, but there's a manual for older kids and it really follows exactly the same. It's just that you have to think developmentally where maybe an eight or nine or 10 year old is versus a, you know, four or five or six year old. Um, A lot of times when kids are get, get a little bit older, they become pretty savvy to that ear piece that the parent is wearing. And, (laughs) um, and so that, some for some kids some kids it doesn't really matter we can still do it the same way with the live coaching sometimes when kids are too sensitive to that then we may move to more of a parent only approach where we're teaching parent skills and they're practicing them with the child and not always with the benefit of the live coaching but aside from that all of the content is really very very similar for even for older kids and so we might say yep five minutes maybe five to 10 minutes. When I have older kids, I tend to make it a little bit longer, the playtime. And obviously the activities are going to be different. So if you've got, you know, three and four year olds playing with trains or Legos or things like that, then older kids, you might have to do something totally different. Maybe you're painting nails with, you know, with your daughter, or we do lots of art activities, um, games, things like that for older kids. Mm-hmm. So kind of a technical question about kind of like the special five minute time, regardless mm-hmm. of age, is this something that you label with your kid or is this something yeah. you just do? Yep. Yeah, we have parents label it. Label it. Um, okay. We okay. call it special play time, but I always say, you know what, if you don't like that term, think of something Come up else. With something else. Okay. Special Interesting. Time. So it's a designated, I guess yeah. my, my question was, is this something that like as a mom, you just mindfully are doing every day for five minutes or is this like, yeah. okay, hey, Gage, we're going to have 
you know, engage yeah. morning time for five, you know, or yeah. time, whatever. Okay. I think, I think in the beginning, I like, I personally like to have families call it that because yeah. I think kids learn to depend on that and they, they kind of begin to understand that it's a little bit different than other playtime. Hmm. Okay. Um, because of course, it's not like you have to limit your play to five minutes. It's sure. not like, okay, five minutes is up, no more play today, you know. But that five minutes, we really want the parent to be targeting their practice of those skills. And so the five minutes of special playtime should look really different than maybe just, you know, you sit down generally to play with your child. It should have a different feel. It's a very therapeutic time. Okay. And so we like to set it apart a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Switching gears just a little bit. Um, yeah. Can we talk a little bit about independent play and um, how important it is? What are your thoughts yeah. on that? And then how do we help encourage it? Yeah. Well, I think, I think it is important um, that kids learn to have that kind of self-reliance on being able to um, kind of entertain themselves and play on their own. Um, and so for some families, you know, we talk about special playtime, but then we also talk about really setting the stage where you're going to practice with the child mm -hmm. and say like, okay, you're going to have it, you know, it might start really small, like three minutes or in the beginning where you're just going to play on your own while mommy goes and puts the laundry in. Um, and so you're almost thinking of it as kind of an opportunity for a challenge, like to challenge mm -hmm. them to play on their own for a few minutes um, and then kind of working up from there. And of course, the goal would be then for the parent to come back and praise, oh my gosh, awesome job playing independently or playing on your own or entertaining yourself. I love, you know, how you were able to do that while I put the laundry in. And mm -hmm. then you're trying to gradually work up to more independent time so that that child is able to have some time where they can kind of entertain themselves and, you know, be creative just on their own without needing um, the parent to, to entertain them or being with them, if that makes sense. Sure. I feel like a, a typical, um, a recurring conversation I have with friends is people feel guilty because moms feel guilty because they don't, they're invited to play a lot mm -hmm. and they don't feel like it or they don't want to, or they're busy or fill in the blank. Or not good at. Like, or not good at. Imaginative or they don't, play. Exactly. Like um, so you have that end of the spectrum. And then my end of the spectrum is I think maybe, I don't, I don't want to say unique, not as common. I have two kids that never invite me to play. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then I feel guilt because I feel like, well, they've just, they've just learned that I'm just, you know, the absent mother or, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. but they both, both of them. And we have our handful of, well, I could talk to you for hours about other issues, but a strength of both of my kids is independent play. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. And so I don't know. So like on both ends of the spectrum, you have a kid that's constantly asking and then you have a kid that never asks, mm -hmm. like, what do you, what do you do yeah. in those situations? Yeah. Well, and my thought is always balance. Like there has yeah. to be balance in that. So if you find that, you know, I, I see lots of parents where maybe the child will not separate from them, will not play independently, mm -hmm. will not play on their own. And just is like, you know, glue to that parent's side. And so for those kids, the balance is you need to have a balance of 
connection with your parent, but also self-reliance. Like that's a skill that really benefits kids in life. And so it's how do you find both? Or maybe if you have a child who doesn't invite you to play and is so self-reliant, there's also value in connection and relationships and being able to play with someone else. And so having that five or 10 minutes of kind of special play time Mm -hmm. is a really special and very connecting and relationship building time. So I feel like you need both. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you need both of those things in balance. Does, Does reading count? Reading with your child? Well, I would say it we don't use reading for special playtime. Sarah's over here shaking her head. Nope. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Reading is awesome. Just like games are awesome. But for younger kids, we, during special playtime, we say, okay, no games, no reading, um, nothing that involves rough play because, you know, games, you know, like five-year-olds are notoriously poor losers. Well, you don't want to do something in special time where that child is going to you know, melt down every time yes. because they're not winning the game. You want this to be a really positive time. Sure. We work up to things like that in, in the second phase of treatment. But in the beginning, we just stick with things that are more interactive. So books are awesome. Yeah. Great for connecting, but not so much for special playtime just because it. it's not interactive enough. Yeah. yeah. No, that um, makes and so you're just sense. trying to set the stage for a time that's really fun where you're going to get to really practice those skills that you learn. I just can't wait for Megan to talk about how she's playing pirates after school today. <laughs> did I win? Did I get pirates off of by now? Pirates? <laughs> Dolls? Anything? I want to hear how that goes. If I'm invited, which it just never happens, and I just feel, I don't know. That's you need a whole, to work on your a whole other whole other podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, and um, can I say one thing really quick about yes, that? Yes, please. Um, so if, and I don't know how old your, your children they are, are. They're five and eight and they both, five and, and eight. they, and they play together. Oh, nice. Away from me. Yeah. So if, hours. if you, so <laughs> a great fighting. way, I mean, it's not, <laughs> a great way to practice is just kind of, I think of it as, I call it the backdoor approach. So, and this is for some families that have kids, especially on the older end, like an eight-year-old who doesn't want to play with a parent. Then I say, okay, use the black, the backdoor approach instead of it's time to have special playtime. And they say, no, I don't want to just backdoor it. Just notice what they're doing. Oh, I see you're playing Mario Kart. Oh my gosh. And then you can use all your PCIT skills. You're driving it so fast. Mm You know you can just kind of insert yourself into it by just noticing what they're doing and sitting yes. maybe next to them and sort of narrating and reflecting and praising. And sometimes that can just gradually open the door to more interaction. Maybe eventually the child says, here, mom, do you want to play with me? And hands you the, uh, I'm not technical, whatever remote. it's called. The, the remote, remote con- <laughs> controller. <laughs> the controller. That's the word. <laughs> And eventually, maybe they invite you into the play. Sure, but that's that's what I my own personal term is just backdoor it. The backdoor. Yeah, I like that. I like okay, that. Yeah. that's awesome. So, can you thinking about just family dynamics, and if you have multiple kids where you're trying to um have special time, yeah, um, can you talk about the value of like all of your family doing something together versus the need for that one-on-one for each sibling. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, my word is always balance. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really hard when you have multiple kids to get in that individual time, you know, because families are just so busy and everybody's going a million miles an hour. Um, And so it may not be that if you have three kids, you may not every single day have five minutes with each of them. But if you can just kind of find those moments of connection where maybe you you put your phone down, you put the laundry down, you just try to connect with them separately for even a few minutes. Um, I think that's really valuable. And then of course, having family time together is really fun too. So I think there's room for both. Um, But I will say during PCIT, when families ask me the question, can our family time be considered special playtime? I'm going to say, nope, that that doesn't count for that one-on-one special playtime. You want to try to have some moments each week where you're really connecting with your child one-on-one, just you and them. And so it's not both parents together with the child. It's really each parent separately trying to have that connection with their children. Okay. That's good. My turn. All right. Julie, what, um, if a parent is listening to this and wondering if they could benefit from a PCIT um, training, what are some, you kind of touched on it in the beginning, what are some scenarios or behaviors that you think parents could say, yes, this might be a direction I'd be looking into? Yeah. Um, so you're asking about like child behaviors and yes, what yes. the struggles might be. Yeah. I would say if kids um, are having tantrums and meltdowns beyond, either beyond what's kind of developmentally appropriate, because all little kids are going to have tantrums and meltdowns now and then. But if they're kind of to an extreme or if the parent is struggling themselves with, I don't know how to manage this and I don't, I find myself maybe swinging between being too too much of a disciplinarian or too lax in that. And so sometimes it's child behaviors, but it's, sometimes it's just if parents are wanting that confidence to know how to do that well. So tantrums, um, kids who are um, maybe have a hard time listening, following directions, obviously physical aggression, kids that are lashing out with hitting or kicking or biting or things like that. We work a lot with that. Um, let's see. An- anxiety is another, I feel like, part of it that we really try to help parents understand the role of anxiety in child behavior. So if you have a child who's really avoiding doing things or has a lot of separation anxiety or you know other fears, then PCIT can be a great fit for that because it's, again, teaching parents how to manage those behaviors in a really positive way. Yeah, that's really good. What, okay, so last, last question, two, two, yeah. a two-part question. Yeah. All right. What is, what do you feel like is one of the biggest, mistake is such like a negative word. I can't think of another word for it. Biggest mistake or error or mistake <laughs> when, it comes, <laughs> when it comes to playing with kids that you see? What's something that you see that's kind of like the thing that everybody does? Yeah. Um, I would say, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I would say the mistake of trying to take charge of the play. Yeah. Um, And I think that the, the, 
the goal or the reason behind it is that the parent's just really trying hard to connect. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I think we maybe take over, take, take charge and we don't really let the child lead. Um, and so I don't know that it's just a mistake. I think we're all just wired as parents to ask questions and, Mm -hmm. you know, again, to sort of be in charge. But I think that allowing the child to really lead the play is something that we're not used to doing, but can have such a benefit for the relationship and to really grow the behaviors that you're wanting to grow in your child. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. Can you leave us with your biggest piece of advice? No pressure. Um, <laughs> playing, oh, playing, playing gosh. with our kids or just, or engaging with older kids. Yeah. Cover, piece cover of advice. Yeah. We covered a lot of it. I would say, I know, so much well, one thing I would say is just to get parents need to give themselves a break. I feel like yeah. we are in such a culture of, yeah pressure and expectation and high standards. And I think Mm -hmm. that leads us to all question, am I doing it right? What else should I be doing? And really it's all just about connection and relationship. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be as simple as sitting down for five minutes and playing with your child and just having fun together. And so I guess my biggest piece of advice would be to give yourselves a break and not be too hard on yourselves as parents or And I say that, you know, I have to remind myself of that too. Um, And just kind of living in the moment and really letting that relationship, um, you know, grow and develop through just spending time together. That's a great piece of advice. I didn't think you were going to go that direction. And I really needed to hear that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's really good. Thank you, Julie. This was absolutely amazing. Amazing, amazing. Thank you for having me. Gosh, of course. Of course. Um, We will link, um, as always, for our listeners in our show notes, um, ways that our listeners can uh, get in contact with you, if that's okay. Yeah. Can I say one quick? Yes, um, please. I want to give a plug just for, because I think this is such a great way to learn more of, of these skills. So we're doing, we do something called care workshops and it stands for child adult relationship enhancement. And we have one coming up in January. Um, and it's like two and a half hours where you're going to learn all the core skills of PCIT. So you're going to learn, um, in a workshop setting. So obviously there's no live coaching, but they tend to be really fun, really interactive, Um, and we're going to be doing that, I believe it's January 17th, but it's on our website. That would be a really fun way, I think, for, um, people to get, um, just some extra information and skills in just a short little workshop setting. Is that for parents or kids and parents? Parents. Yep. Just parents only. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, okay, Julie, thanks so much again for your time. You are wonderful. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so in light of all of our discussion on play and it being wintertime and we are all inside quite a bit more than maybe we would prefer to be, um, we thought for what we're loving in Kansas City could be geared towards indoor play. So Sarah, what would you, what is one of your favorite places for indoor play geared towards older kids? So we got to experience Get Nerfed in Liberty um, last year or earlier this year, Mm -hmm. I guess. And my kids loved it. And I think it is hard to find, you know, once your kid is eight, 
Um, yeah, pretty much. It's hard to find a lot of options. And so it is so fun. They have a Nerf battle arena. You can pick out your, you know, weapon of choice. Um, they have, you know, young boys who are running yes, who like love the, it. yes love like it. very enthusiastic and they'll play with you they'll set up um, like scenarios uh-huh. and then they like set the timer and they kind of like help run the game and yes and there's also a like, dodgeball um court yep. with softballs and then some like an area for like little kids that's more like inflatables and um kind of like an indoor playground um yeah but I would definitely recommend it. You can, they have open play times. They also have like birthday parties and group play. Um, but definitely check that out if you have older kids. And we were, Sarah and I live pretty close to each other in Overland Park. And it was what, 30, 25, 30. My point is, my point is, is it was worth the drive. Oh, for sure. It was an absolute blast. My yes. five-year-old has not stopped asking about it since the moment we left. And we need to go back. Yeah. Um, and I will gladly drive back there because it was that much fun and it's locally owned and yes um, it's just a cool place yes it's great such a cool place okay mine is geared towards younger so let's say eight and under um ish is rainbow play systems in olathe and it is you know they sell their play system so all their swing sets trampolines that kind of thing and then you can actually go in and play in their showroom which is Absolutely brilliant marketing, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are open, I'm pulling this up for you here, Monday to Friday, 10 to 5. And it's $10 a kid. Promise you it's worth it. They burn off a lot of energy. They do not charge for adults. Um, and then they you can also get a punch card. So it's like five plays for 35, 10 plays for 65, if you feel like you're going to go a lot, which you probably will. So, um, And my older boys... I mean, they, they like going there for the there. basketball court. They're a basketball court. Uh-huh. They have a trampoline and then just all those incredible um, swing place sets. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our ideas for you. So head out the door. And we, if you want to check out our indoor play guide. Oh, yes. Online, other ideas. Um, yes. Other ideas. We have play in all areas of the metro um, for little and big. So check that yeah. out. We'll link it in the show notes. So good luck to you. This winter season. <laughs> I hope you find something fun to go with your family and do indoors. So thanks so much for being with us and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms as well as rate and review as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.